All right, welcome to the podcast. So, a couple days ago, um, guy who is my business coach, Stu Brower from WTF Gym Talk, he shared a TED Talk from a guy. I'm going to pull his name up just so I can try and say it right. Will Gerarda. Um, it was a TED Talk he did about, and it was titled... Um, unreasonable hospitality. So what he talked about in this TED talk was running um, a restaurant in New York City that ended up getting voted the number one restaurant in the world. Um, it had consistently been in the top 50 for years. And he said, what turned the, the, the corner for it? It wasn't like he said, you know, they had their menu dialed in. It was like a, you know, four star restaurant, you know, with 10 to 15 course tasting menus and all of that type of stuff. And they were always consistently way up there, but it was a really cool story that he told about uh, serving a table, um, actually running out to a hot dog cart, bringing it in the hot dog, having it chopped up and then presented to the table. That really was the first thing that was like the turning point that got them from, you know, 50th to number one in the world. And, what got him there was the table that they, you know, it was a bunch of foodies came into town. They had gone to all the best restaurants in New York City, and they're like, you know, the only thing that we didn't get when we were here was uh, a New York City hot dog. And he was the owner of the restaurant, took off running, you know, went out to the sidewalk, went to a hot dog cart, brought it back in, and, and had a chef, like, chop it up and serve it. And that, for these foodies, they said that that didn't just, you know, make their 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 meal, but it made their entire trip that they would go out of the way. And it, it something clicked in, in his head when, when they did that. And then they started, he went on to tell more stories about examples and things like that, that they did. And I can really think of that in, you know, when it applies to running a business like ours and in CrossFit and, and really when I listened to this, I wanted to, to share it with Kate because it reminded me so much of her business and why it's been successful. And there's a ton of nutrition businesses, a ton of like macro coaches and things like that. But hers has stood out and stood not, not just out temporarily. Like it was the hot thing for a little while. It stood the test of time for, you know, pushing 20 years now um, because of this concept of, of unreasonable hospitality and, you know, I'll, I'll let you kind of run here in a second with this, Kate. But it, when I first met Kate and we started dating, um, you know, we're going out socially at night and, and with friends a lot. And what what I started to quickly see is so she'd run groups like she does now at 1030. And she had a couple of those going on. And, and when we would go out, these clients of hers would come out who were all in her groups and they were all, you know, she brought them into her tribe, not just in the gym, but out to dinners. We hosted little parties like pool parties at that our, was our first pool party <laughs> at our apartment complex that we lived in. Um, and it was, we'll, we'll just put it this way. It was an eclectic group of like, you know, we had like a, a mom in her like mid fifties with like maybe high school or college age kids. And then like, you know, um, a college age girl. And it was, this group was all over the place and no one you would ever just see hanging out together. Kate brought them in and made them feel 
really cool, really special. We would go out and do some of the funnest things ever. I mean, we'd just be out and about, like taking them to restaurants and things they would never typically do on their own and having these parties and different things. And man, did that make your, make your business. Like it wasn't the training protocols you were running. All that stuff has to be good. That's baseline. Yeah. But it was this over and beyond thing that really I, I first saw and it, it changed our business. So me seeing her do that is what you guys are seeing now put into action, you know, 12 years later with our socials, our parties. Um, and then I'll even talk about some in-gym things that I try and do as well. But yeah, I mean, can you just speak to how you started to do that or how that 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 started to click? Because that concept, I heard that and it just brought me back to. Yeah, to I mean, I think it just all kind of like authentically. I didn't I wasn't thinking about like, how can I get this group to stay with me forever? I just thought, you know, like I feel like all these people need like a group, like almost uh, they have friends, but friends that are into fitness, friends that will still have fun and just almost like to liven up their life a little. And I'm and I thought they all had like a good energy together. Let's all hang out. And and so we did that, like, you know, and even before I met you, there was other groups and we would do that with other groups. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And we would, that. I mean, we were all like best friends. I mean, there were like some things would happen here and there that, you know, in your twenties, that's like, oh, well, maybe that wasn't the best idea. But what, what I, I thought was really neat is, um, how it kind of just brought different people from different walks of life together and in kind of seeing everyone's perspective where you might like, you know, if I had like I had this evening group and there was a couple like there was a guy in his mid 20s and then there was uh, a couple of gay men in their mid 40s and they would like never hang out together. But it was really neat how we all kind of meshed together and hung out and, and really got to know each other. But so, I mean, that was kind of like when I was younger, trying to bring people together. And then I think as I've aged and evolved and, you know, we've gotten more responsibility with the gym and having kids, I try to, I reached a point where I'm like, I can't be friends with everyone. I really, I, I really would love to, but I just have limited energy, you know, and I cannot hang out as much as I, as maybe they want me to. So then, you know, I try to take like more to like the gym social events and growing that. But then for my business, I try to differentiate and make that person feel special by in this guy talks about it. And, and I'm I guess I was doing it in my own way, like really understanding them and what they need. And so everyone comes to me to get in shape, um, you know, to look better, to feel better. But then once someone's in there, I really try to focus on like, how is their life unbalanced? And sometimes it's sometimes some of my clients just don't have enough fun. <laughs> they really just don't, whether it's they think they need to be too, too regimented or, um, it, you know, maybe they don't have the confidence to go out in a social setting. And so I still will do that. Like, hey, come on out with us. Like I, I have a young client now. I'm, she's just wonderful. And she's and she's young. And um, I, I know she just doesn't really do much socially. And she really wants to work on her fitness, but it, she's trying to like find that balance in, in, in just to kind of show her, like you can have both. Um, so I'm probably going to like invite her to hang out and, and really befriend her. And, and I enjoy her too, but I don't know that I would see her in the gym and just go to her unless I knew that about her. Mm -hmm. And in some of my other clients, it's, um, 
you know, it's, it's really just kind of helping them organize their life. So I have a client that's doing a vision board for me, like while we're away and I want her to bring it in. And, and she had, I think she used to dream and she used to dream about travel and she was even sharing with me. She made a vision board before she met her husband. This is wild, by the way. Um, she decided she wanted to start dating again. She had gotten out of this long relationship. And so she had a picture of a man and then she had a picture of South America and uh, Medellin just happened to be like um, highlighted in that uh, picture of South America. And she ended up meeting her husband who was from Medellin like a month or two later. And so I mean, she, that was the last vision board she made, but she hasn't, she has two young kids. She hasn't really dreamed a lot lately. I think it's kind of gotten lost there. So just kind of finding that like spark almost that someone's missed. Yep. And sometimes that's like tampering down what you're doing. And some of my clients just spray all their energy everywhere where like they're doing too many things all the time. And I don't know that they're enjoying it. So really to like step back and, and find what fits and you only have so much energy there. It, I have a good friend that um, I used to talk about this with, like, you can't be like the rock star, the motorcycle, motorcycle biker. Like you can't go to 10 concerts in a week and then do this with your family and do that. You're going to just you're running out of energy. You know, you, you, you no one can be that person for everyone or do all those things. Um, but you can have a lot of different interests, maybe even picking different times of the year to like focus in on those interests and in how to just kind of like when to conserve your energy, when to push. And it's really teaching each person how to tap into themselves. But I think in my business, if I can really like lose sight of like this program, I'm trying to put anyone on and see them in what their life and understand them in their personality and understand their dreams and their goals, not just in fitness, but what they want out of life, then I can kind of help direct them like where they're lacking. So it's a fit. It's and to the guy's point in the Ted talk, he, he was like, you know, for, for the people dining in our restaurant, it, we want it to be, um, you know, of course we have a menu and we're going to run things the way we run them, but to make it be fit like a glove, like one of one. And that's what I, I if, if I could sum it up, what, what you've always done a really good job of is, is customizing things and, and making, making each person's program fit exactly them and what they need. Some people, they need pushed on the exercise or the nutrition yeah. aspect. Like, hey, you're just, yeah. your nutrition is a mess. Then you get people who are actually like, extremely smart when it comes to training and nutrition they have this very like high level of like self-taught knowledge but they're not executing on it for x y and z reasons and then you start to tap into um more of why are you not doing these things yeah so you you're able to like really fit that and i think even coming into you know what dave and i do more in, in a training aspect we can take that into our classes and I'm really glad I listened to this this week and it, it helped me. I, I, I feel like in three classes that I taught, I, I, I was able to do this for, for several people. I had a guy who um, came in with a back that was tight and he was just like, Hey, I'm going to do my own thing today. And no, I, you're not. <laughs> I'm going to help you out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and he's someone who I, and I know him and this, this helps to have this relationship develop with him. He doesn't like to do his own thing. He comes to class every day. He wants to just do what we're doing. He doesn't want to think this guy is, um, you know, 
he's in sales and, and things and he's on the phone like as he's coming in he has a laptop out in the lobby um and and then he just works really hard for that hour and he's off and he wants to just he wants us to do our job and so i was like hey here's what we're gonna do we had you know four by 20 uh goblet squats on the slant board for the finisher and his back's tight he didn't want to max out the anderson squat I'm like, hey, we're going to start with that while we're doing our strengths. And then when you get in, you're not going to do a front rack lunge. We're going to give you just enough weight to keep your chest upright. You're going to do a goblet lunge. And uh, and then he could do the wall ball. And uh, the ab mat setups were good. And then he got pushed through a workout. He had a good sweat. And he was like, that was awesome. Perfect. And that was that was one of... A few examples. Another one, you know, we had a class that wrapped early. It's pretty simple and straightforward. Um, put the class through a whole mobility routine for 15 minutes after class. Like, and I, as they were working through the burpees, I set up everyone's individual station. So they had no excuse. It wasn't like, ah, I got to get out of here. I want to pick up the box. I set them up one by one. And then the other one was, uh, at five people when we did rope climbs. Um, I'm not just trying to like, Pat myself on the back. I'm just giving examples of how we can use this in class. The other one I think that was really my best example was I had about five people who were really wanting to get rope climbs. We had a big class of about 20 people. Is it going to serve the class in general if I put on a rope climb seminar before we start, uh, you know, a 20 minute AMRAP? No, people are, I'm going to lose them. So we went over our regular progressions, warmed them up and we had time for this accessory and extra credit. I said, Hey, Everyone who wants to do like the bands and accessories, I demonstrated that everyone else who's really wants to get this rope climb and we're working on it, come over here with me. So I went over and then I basically put on, um, you know, a 15 minute workshop of how to hit, um, you know, footholds, worked with each one individually on footholds and, and gave them like some different strategies that was better use for their time. That was not on the, the agenda or the yeah. docket. That was just yeah. like, hey, I'm seeing what this class needs, and this is what we're going to work on. And um, I, that's just my way of applying this. And to that point, just because Dave does take over my group sometimes, and they love it. <laughs> They're like, and, and just simple things that I will be, I will be lazy in this way where I'll like, I'll let my client, I mean, they love it because you're just, you're a little more gentle and they're like, well, Dave made this more comfortable for me and simple things, but it really goes a long way. Like you got those blocks for Christy for the back extension. Yep. And I'm like, I've never thought of that. Like just being really creative in that way, trying to really just like find how so it if someone can be a little bit more comfortable in the setup they'll probably push themselves to be a little bit more uncomfortable with the actual exercise and taking the time and and you're just way more creative than me and they'll come back and they're like well he was having us do the sled pulls like this and i'm like man i don't even know what i need him to show me all this because yeah. i just don't i'm not creative like that and and putting the time and energy into that sort of thing or making the little pull up, you'll do the pull up bands for them as they go down to help them or push up bands yep. that help them. And, and I think, and I see you do that a lot with your clients, Dave, and it's really, I'm just not super creative when it comes to exercise. I can repeat what I've been shown, but that's just kind of always how I've been where like my, I feel like my forte is more like almost one-on-one -on -one with someone like working with them, like, feelings and nutrition and life balance mm -hmm. but i to see 
like you guys in action and to see what you're doing with people. It's really cool. And, and like, they'll ask me, well, can you program or can you? I'm like, I can, but it's, it's going to be way better if someone else does it. I want to give you like some basic shit, you know? I think what I kind of struck, you know, when that guy was talking about kind of what made the difference was just like paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like you just all of a sudden mm-hmm. pay attention to like, it really wasn't about the food. I mean, that stuff matters, but the thing that was like meeting people were that, and what do these people need yeah. to give them a good experience? Right. So, and the fact that most businesses are what he thought the world was turning into. It was mostly, you know, as a business, you're either selling a good or a service. And yeah. most businesses are selling a service. And the more personal that is, the more important it is to pay attention to, like, especially with training people. All right. I know what it says we have to do for the workout. I know, you know, what the textbook says about movements. So like, what does this person need? Right. right? And sometimes right. that just takes a little bit of experience of, like, I, I've i learned to kind of, like, I know what we're doing for class, but this person is feeling a certain way, but like, I'm going to give them an experience that is well coached and thoughtful, but like, I need to meet them where they're at and just being comfortable to go ahead and do that. Yeah. Rather than saying, I'll just fight your way through it. But it's like really giving that personal experience, whether you're an accountant or whatever the, whatever the position is or, or, you know, the job that you have or occupation, but like just, and it costs like almost nothing to be kind and nice to someone. And that's kind of the part that like, Things will come back to you monetarily, success-wise, if you just learn to kind of be, I don't know, paying attention, be more empathetic with people, or just, like, what do they need from me, and how can I do that better to give them a good experience? But that's such a good point to say, like, meet that person where they're at, because I think for so long, I never met myself where I was at, so it was really hard for me to do that for other people. I was always fighting myself, like, okay, you're here, but you need to do this fitness show, and you need it, this, this, don't, never, ever, ever good enough So then I think I just felt like I was doing the best for everybody else. Like, hey, I see you, but let's do this. (laughs) I see you ran a 10 minute mile, but I want you to like under an eight minute mile. And they're like, what? I'm like, I know you can. And I would push them sometimes. But then it, it wasn't ever really meeting them where they were at. And I think what I noticed from like that era, like, you know, even from when you first met me, those people would get in great shape, but it was never sustainable. And if it wasn't that it was never good enough. And, and I really just, it was hard for me to find my way through. It took me like a decade of me trying to sort through that myself and like how to get to that point to be able to help other people and meet them where they're at. But when you can really, like you said, like see them, pay attention, meet them where they're at it means the world to someone. And like that hot dog, I mean, that that's crazy. It's a $2 hot dog off the street, but that was their best experience. And, and I think now, like when people come to me and like half my clients, I'm like, listen, you're, you're fine with the food and exercise. We're now going to dive into the mental stuff because this is the thing that's going to hold you back. And, 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 you know, it makes them a little uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just start with meditation and journaling. Let's see what your limiting factors are, your limiting beliefs, because that's really what holds people back. Now, if someone doesn't move from that basic, like I'm just trying to understand and learn, I can't help them there. But if you can graduate from that and learn those the basics, then we go into like what's going to hold you back in the future. And that's all in between your ears, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and even how you set up your life is what what you think you need to do to set up like be this busy or do this. And if they can let me. Um, I had a client tell me it really made my day. She was like, wow, this is everything I didn't know I needed. But that whole session was not about food because anything she's trying to work, what she's trying to work through now truly is not about food. 
Um, and, and that's even like, you know, I think we've talked about this before. If you overeat or undereat, usually it's not about food. <laughs> it's, it's usually about like. The food's the outlet. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So to tr truly understand that and, and make it like add to the experience, food can add to the experience, just like workouts can add to the experience of your life. But if they're, they're beating you up or beating you down, that doesn't help. And you know, I've hired Jack to train me a couple times per week. And I was so nervous. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to be like so beat up. This guy's in his 20s. He doesn't know. And he's so kind to me. And I'm like, I know some days like the workout I did, I did like three exercises. But our whole house was sick that week. I had not a lot of energy. And I'm getting stronger faster because he's meeting me where I'm at. And it's very, very simple and he's finding where I'm weak, but it's just like tweaking this, tweaking that. And I'm like, my body feels good and I need that right now. Like, this is not my phase of life to like push it any, and it may never be again, you know, but um, I think that's a really good point. And to be able to do that, I think. Takes yeah, group maturity. fitness is, is constantly reading the room and meeting people where they're at. And it just, it takes a little time and practice to kind of like quickly diagnose within a group of people like you know all the progressions are like the order of things you know rather than be like uh they can't do x so i don't know what else to do one-on-one yeah. -on -one is a little easier you can kind of manage that one person create a little template for them but with a group it's a little bit harder to kind of do that in the fly and it just takes a little practice but just like i said just give them a great experience and just try to you know what does this person need versus what does it say they need to do today yeah and generally you know most most people in a class can do things fine but it's always there's always going to be things and issues or injuries or people are in a certain spot that you'll have to just go around and check in and just be, you know, within the workouts or as they're warming up, you're just constantly looking around to kind of feel where people are at, what they're like, you know, where their issues are. And like I said, experience helps with that and just kind of getting to know the community you're constantly working out with. So you're keeping an eye on that, but it's all about just paying attention. Yep. Yeah. So, Do you think that's become easier for you as you've gotten older, Dave? Cause I'm sure like when you, we're competing. You didn't really listen to your body. Meet it where it's at. I I think that was kind of yes and no. I think that's kind of separate. I always, you know, I took my workout seriously. I wanted to compete, but I was I took the the craft of coaching seriously, and I was always trying to do a great job and bring a lot of energy and improve as I go. It just naturally happens. The more repetitions you get at a, at an occupation or job or a trade that like the better you get at kind of just not really having to think so much, everything becomes instinct, right? Yeah. Hopefully that's, those are good instincts, yeah. but yeah. Um, I think age definitely helps. Like just, I'm definitely more cautious with people, especially as they get older, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, consistency is the key the older you get mm -hmm. like we're not going to be risky about things i want to see you in the gym consistently and not be risky about something and have you out for two weeks as you hurt something right so it's just a little bit more of a long-term strategy both mm -hmm. you know personally and with people you are coaching right yeah you know and just not yeah. not be so aggressive we've got a lifetime to yeah. get better get stronger and stay healthy and not like just try to get there as fast as we can yeah you know? yeah I just know for me that I, I feel like the more that I've kind of worked with, like not trying to have something to prove with myself, I think I carry that into like my clients too, you know? Yeah. I think there's definitely a carryover. Yeah. Yeah. You're not as so like self-focused. Yeah. Like I said, I've always separated. I was yeah. like, I was, I, was, I competed. I want to do my workouts. Yeah. It was time to coach. I coach, but like when there's less of a distraction about, you know, I've got to be, 
this type of athlete in the gym. It's yeah. like, no, this is, I'm going to take this more seriously. Yeah. You know, and just yeah. try to stay healthy. It's, it's probably less distracting yeah. and you, it'll probably improve, you know, what you can offer other people. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I was always kind of like getting my clients uh, to just join me in whatever I was doing too. So they would all do fitness shows and we'd all be running a half marathon. <laughs> then we all got into CrossFit. <laughs> and they're like, well, Kate's doing this. I guess we're all doing it. I'm like, yep, everybody's running all, all winter. We're running outside. And they're like, oh shit. <laughs> I was hoping it wouldn't be one of those winners. <laughs> and they were like, tried to, but it'd be fun together. You know, yeah. like it, it, if it's like snowing and you're running through like sludge, we'd all be doing it together. And we like joke about it. We go out for pancakes afterwards. And it was like a fun thing. And then, you know, as I've like gotten older, trying to like when to push, when to pull back. Um, All right, Christy, we're running in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to run in the snow. Yeah. She's like, I don't even want to walk in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. No, I, I think, you know, summing it up for anyone who's even listening, which again, what they say, 60% of our economy is a service economy now. You know, we can take a page from it, whether we're, you know, they, they made a point in the, the TED Talk, like a realtor, if, you know, you would discuss how you liked yoga and this would be a cool room. Like when you moved into the house, like there's a brand new yoga mat and, you know, maybe like a yoga book with a card on top. that's like, you know, welcome to your new home. Like that's a pretty cool touch you could do. And, you know, that's a, a, a real small piece of that commission you know, but that is going to make all the difference in the world. It's all these like little things that you'll remember. I can even, I can remember, and this, this doesn't have like a lot to do with like what we do, but I was in the hospital as a kid and, um, I got really sick. I was in children's for about 10 days. And, but the only thing I really remember now, I was probably in like second or third grade when this happened was a nurse brought me a Sunday at night, probably like nine 30 at night. It was just like completely off the menu. Like it was just, she just did it. And that's the only thing I remember, mm -hmm. you know? And if you can think of things like that, you can yeah. do for people yeah. in that service, like job, it's not just going to make them feel better. That and, reminds me of like Anna with the kids. I mean, she's yeah. just so amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, we, we don't want her to be a nanny forever, but if we could, you know, just, oh, she just yeah. went like, over and beyond with them all the time thinking of things or um it'll make you feel better though yeah. in what you're doing for your for your job you know it doesn't just like hey this is going to net me more money and this is why i'm like i'm trying to kiss everyone's ass it's going to make you feel good like yeah. what you're doing is very worthwhile and you know yeah, I'm ten, like i'm in there with with i try and work out in the classes as much as i can that's like i'm in my best flow when i'm doing that i just really i like that and I work out harder when I'm doing that and I'm texting people in class. Like if I know they get tweaked up or, or if, um, are you going to be in class tomorrow? Do you want to partner on the workout? Whatever it is, you know? And I feel like that's a, that, that is another extra touch is like, you know, a coach and a gym owner. Like I'm, I'm in there with you guys and I'm like, Hey, you know, what are we doing tomorrow on the workout? Yeah. And so it's just the way you feel when you go, like, I mean, the restaurant industry, it really, that really like resonates with me. Cause I think there's this little place um, that we just discovered Lupo off Arlington Avenue and everyone's so nice there. And when you go, you just like, I just want to come here and stay for like three hours. Cause they're so nice to you, no matter what you order, or how long you take, or 
and it just it creates this like warm cozy environment and if you can kind of create that in like your own little niche where people just they feel like you want them there <laughs> and they feel like they belong and and they feel like you see them whatever you're doing i think that goes I mean, I love my nail lady. I'm going to see her today. She finds purses for me, <laughs> knockoff purses. She'll text me. Uh, she helped me get your mom a purse. And she's always like thinking of these little ideas and um, sending me these little things. And I love to, I love to see her. I will never go to anyone else. Like I, I'm only going to her. And I have people like that, like the, but the, my facial lady. I've been going to her for 20 years. I've been going to my nail lady for eight. Like, it, because I find those people and I just like never leave them. But they're amazing. My hair lady, I drive across town. I've been going to her for 20 years. She's just really good. Gives me solid advice. I don't always like to hear it, but she knows me. <laughs> you know, those people when, yeah. they, and it's just that they do such a good, reliable job, but they've, they've, they've given you something else in a different way that you value. And a lot of those people, for me, it's advice and they know me really well. So it's not just like saying like, Oh, you're right for sure. It's hey, this situation is a little touchy, and they know me, so they're like, "Well, Kate, you can tend to be this way." So I would say, I'm like, "Thank you." Yes, I mean, someone that's only known me for a couple years, you know, they're just probably going to like side with me or something. That doesn't make you better. <laughs> I think, like, I mean, offering a good service like that, you know, whatever the the business is, like, obviously, it can improve your success with it right but it can all i mean it, i think people can tell when something's genuine versus just kind of hey, i'm just do this trying to get money for yeah, you yeah, yeah. you know and i think yeah, i think yeah. you can do both i right. think yes. you can get yes. both and i think you know people can see through that and it, like i said it just if everyone was a little bit like that way i think we'd all be a little bit happier and more friendly yeah. and it's just like i said it's it doesn't cost much just to be nice and kind to someone especially if you know they're a client of yours and in, in some kind of industry but yeah, I get it. It's tough. So I mean, it can be. <laughs> if anyone wants to listen to the TED Talk we're talking about again, I'll just I'll I'll plug it, and they they have a rebroadcast on. Um, Will Gadara is his yes, name too. Will Gadara. There, there we go. He said it right. <laughs> and then um, Will Gonzalez Gadara. Yeah. <laughs> it's on WTF Gym Talk. He rebroadcast it. So this is the third iteration. It's of it being, uh, <laughs> you know brought back down the, the chain here, but mm -hmm. that's what kind of started this conversation. But I think it's, it's super applicable to the gym industry. And then also to probably what all of you guys do in your job. So say a lot of, you know, it's particularly small businesses. Yeah. We yeah. have a closer connection with people. It's super important that you are offering people a good experience and really paying attention to what they need. And yeah. And I think, you know, just to kind of like per our conversation this morning, just kind of like sum it up like and what we're trying to do here is more like i mean yes always like make our experience here better whether it's like better equipment and it better like having our coaches always get um you know more certifications more qualifications becoming more seasoned but then also just making this more of a community like hey if i was a part of this gym what would i really want in um just always trying to find these little ways like the Santa party that we're doing. I'm like, I really hate going to the mall and going to the Santa or this stupid breakfast. <laughs> like you pay a lot of money for, and it's like a pain to get to and you gotta be there at a certain time. And it's just so uh, stressful. Let's just do it at our gym. And, yeah. 
Aaron making that a perk. white card is our Santa. Yeah, Mike, Mike, and Mike's crushing it with the pictures yes, right the there. Picture, yep. Yes, and in really good quality pictures, not just yeah. someone. Yeah, just t- clicking by. Yeah, it's, yeah, yep. it's way better than what anyone would get from any sort of like other service. But like then that was a hit last year. Yeah, and I want to do that. I just want to say it now, so we have to do it. I want to do that for. Uh, like an Easter egg hunt and have an Easter bunny. Maybe Aaron can be the Easter bunny too. <laughs> just <laughs> and get pictures. Commissioning him for all these jobs. Um, but just really making this, I mean, doing stuff like our social events for our singles, but then also making it more like a family thing. Hopefully as people grow with yeah. us and, and is not just like going out, although that's fun. Um, but to do, you know, to do these other things uh, too and just make it more like, a community where people meet outside of here and you create relationships. And I mean, I love that so many marriages have come from our gym, not that that's our only goal, but just especially friendships, you know, and people connecting with people and it's a big gym, but then it's pretty diverse. So you should be able to find your people here where whoever they are, you know? Um, But that's, I mean, I think that's our goal and what we really want to do. I mean, continue to elevate what we're doing for like, uh, uh, the workouts, but then also make it more than just that because that's just such a small sliver of your day. That should be, should only be like an hour guys, not like three hours. <laughs> Patrick. All right. Well, I, th- <laughs> I think that's a good place to leave it off. I'm going to go ahead and evening work. classes. I'm going to bring some Sundays, bring some, <laughs> exactly. some Sundays, <laughs> least expect it. I got to get Dan and Patrick are going to race a 5k. So I'm going to get out oh, here that's and right. go film it. Yeah, shoot. I have my group. You have to let me know who wins. I'll let you know. (laughs) All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.